Hi everyone, welcome to STEPS audio channel. We are very excited to share our content from STEPS events to learn all about the latest trends in startups, digital media, fintech, future tech, and wellness in emerging markets. You can find us on Enagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite channel and we hope you enjoy the content. I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, digital psychology. Um, uh, uh, before I get started, I want a quick show of hands. How many of you used an app in the last 24 hours to order food? Lovely, pretty much everyone. How about getting from A to B? All right. Who did some shopping <laughs> last weekend? Perfect. So. What I'm trying to get to is, of course, the um, world really has changed in the last uh, half a decade or so, right? Where we've moved from sort of desktop shared machines to really personal phones and apps, app devices. And um, in this transition, it's become really important for you to be able to understand uh, digital psychology because every time you pull up your phone, open an app, and do an action, it's essentially your emotion and your intent that is being sent into the app and for you to be able to create a great experience. Um, overall, I'm, um, I'm just a quick introduction, by the way. I've spent pretty much all my life uh, talking to brands about uh, building great experiences and understanding psychology of users in order to improve retention. Uh, Fair disclosure, I'm not here to sell Clevertap, but I am here to talk about what I've learned over the years of building a great mobile experience and how to sort of keep users, uh, uh, keep users engaged on your website, your apps, and so on and so forth. Um, as a brand, we've done a bunch of business over the last eight years, and uh, we work with obviously 10,000 more apps. But the things I want you to focus on here is we've measured one trillion user actions Right? Let me put in context what a user action is. A user action is every time you launch the app, that's an action. Every time you view a product, that's an action. Right? Every time you search for something, that's an action. Every time you rate uh, your cab ride, that's an action. Right? So we've, we've measured over the course of eight years one trillion actions. Right? And uh, there's something we've learned, which I'm going to talk about a little bit uh, in a minute. At the same time, I also, also want, to, want you to really internalize 200 billion messages, right? Unfortunately, sometimes they are really spammy, but uh, we, are the, we are essentially the technology that, that brands use in order to send you messages uh, in, in reaction to what are the kind of, how you behave on your apps, right? So let's say, for example, you go to, your, you go to Zomato, you try to order something, you put it in the cart, and you forget to check out, our technology helps generate that message based on your behavior and help you, uh, you know, fill your order. For example, every time you abandon a cab booking, we are the technology that can understand where you want to get to and perhaps get you a discount, right? Every time you stop watching, uh, uh, stop watching a series as, uh, at episode one, we are the technology that can understand your consumption pattern and help you spear, go through episode two, three, four, and five. So 200 billion messages, that's a lot. So what did we learn right, uh, over the course of uh, doing so much? If you think about user behavior, these are essentially emotions that you show in your app or every time you use a service, every time you have something to do, it's an emotion that you show on your app or on the website. right? 
And uh, when you really think about messages, these are motivations for you to come and do the action uh, you wanted to do all along, right? So uh, one of the things we've realized is, you know, uh, back in the day when you used to use desktops, actions were very point in time and didn't really matter in terms of context, right? You could visit a website uh, on your desktop uh, uh, earlier in the week, but doesn't mean you have to buy at that time, right? That really has changed when it comes to mobile, right? When you want to look for a location or look for a cab or search for, I don't know, cheesecake, you want to have a cheesecake right now. So what I'm trying to say is emotions and motivations are very deeply interconnected, right? So when you're trying to understand what, um, what actions or user behaviors or what emotions users are showing, it's equally connected well with the kind of motivations you want to send at the same time. Uh, that's the reason why a spam message doesn't work, right? But when you get a targeted message about a cheesecake that you were looking for 20 minutes ago, it is, is, it is much more relevant and it, it's the motivation that's going to get you in the moment to order food, all right? Or order a cab and so on and so forth. Um, I'm going to break down emotion a little bit. This is, this is much of a definition, but uh, over one trillion emotions, we've sort of learned a lot more about how people uh, react, right? For example, people get very anxious when their delivery orders are delayed, right? Uh, they, uh, the, the sort of the action of constantly checking where the delivery guys. People get very anxious when uh, their cab, cabbie cancels, right? That they get anxious. Um, hangry is, <laughs> is, is one of the most common ones. Your food is delayed and you're really frustrated, right? Uh, your e-commerce order gets delayed, you feel, uh, you feel like you're not going to use the service anymore. Things like that are very, very important. Sometimes emotions are also a series of behaviors over time. Uh, for example, you could predominantly be watching, um, you bought a subscription to an OTT, let's say Shahid, right? And you predominantly only consume horror movies, right? There's no point in me sending you motivations about, let's say, a comedy show. Right? It has to be about horror and it has to be about a specific thing. This is also why um, an Arabic message might not work for me, but somebody who's natively Arabic speaking might work well for them. So when emotions are captured, what do most brands do? They obviously use a bunch of tech uh, to put it all in a marketing automation platform. And then there is just a chaos around messaging, making sure you're getting the best out of them. Right. Every time you come in and install, they've obviously paid for an install, they paid for a click, and they're going to make sure they send you enough messages uh, just because push notifications are free. They're going to send you enough messages to make sure you end up either uninstalling or buy something at the end of the day. Anyway, what's more important is people are not connecting emotions to motivations, right? And that's really the big problem um, uh, in the world where users are being spammed. So, this is basically what ends up happening. Right person, wrong time, right? There's no point sending me something about a cheesecake when I'm out uh, watching a movie, for example, right? I'm going to draw on this correlation a little bit more. Um, every time uh, you feel uh, a strong impulse or a desire to buy, right? You're going to go and uh, look in the e-commerce store. You're going to perhaps window shop, right? Every time, for example, you feel stress, you may open your uh, mental well-being app, right? Every time uh, you have an urgency or a FOMO, 
you're going to go for the discount that, uh, that, that, for, for the bag that you're trying to buy. It's really important for you to reflect on your own brand and think about what kind of emotions are people going through every time they show up on your homepage? What kind of emotions are people going through every time they look at one of your products? What kind of emotions are people going through every time they leave you feedback, right? And you then want to go back and plug this into real actions, right? Can I incentivize users at the right time uh, when, um, when they've left a product in the cart for too long, for example? Um, I'm going to do a quick Q&A. Maybe we can talk about one specific app, any of your apps uh, that you can point out. Um, but one thing I want to talk about uh, here really quickly is loss aversion, right? You feel really insecure, for example, every time, um, every time you miss a discount. You really feel optimistic every time you get the deal that you want, right? You feel, uh, uh, you, you, you feel pessimistic every time, uh, for example, your order gets canceled, things like that. So what does this mean? Right time, right moment really matters, right? You need to be able to understand what a user does practically in real time. You want to distill that down to a very specific emotion. And then eventually, you need to tie this back to a motivation that you can send them in order to complete, get them to complete an action. So this is what I like to, uh, this is a short sort of cheat sheet, B is equal to MAT. So the easier you're going to make things, to uh, make the user do, it's going to be much less motivation they need to complete the action, right? The harder the things, there's good, there's good, they're going to be needing more motivation. This is why ordering a burger has become so simple over the course of time. Because when you order 10 times, our technology already knows what's the best thing you want. We can pop up these restaurants, these dishes right up front every time you launch. And the number of clicks it takes for you to go from app launch to transaction complete is much shorter, right? So essentially, it becomes a very, uh, very easy to do mechanism. And obviously, you have high motivation because you're hungry. So you want to be on that side where the triggers lie. And you will continue to experience a great deal of ease. And uh, this is really the winning line. Um, I want to put this into context a little bit. Um, most users we've seen, we of course work with 10,000 apps, but the most amount of activity or user behavior is concentrated in the top 5 to 10% of the apps, right? Most people don't even use the rest of the apps. If you think about your own app usage, most, um, most usage is around the 5 or 7 apps, right? Except you may have a lot of apps, but you really end up using only the top five or top 10 apps. In fact, on an average, 77% of the daily active users don't even show up after three days. So you're going to install an app. You're going to have really high activity. And then you're going to not use it anymore in the next uh, three days or so. <coughs> Excuse me. Again, bringing it all together. Um, one of the biggest challenges we, we see customers face is, uh, let's say, a high drop-off. When you're applying for a credit card, for example, one of our uh, customers uh, does credit cards, you have a lot of documentation that you need, right? 
So it's really hard to do, and you really need the big motivation to be able to get a credit card to complete that 7-10 page onboarding process. So if you're reaching out to the user at the right time, with the right set of context, making it easy, you're going to have a much successful outcome. Right? Similarly, for example, um, every time you get uh, instructions to complete a purchase, right? if we can make this much, much easier and reach the user at the right time, perhaps when they order for... Actually, let me give you a better example. Um, there's no point sending a notification uh, in most food apps except for lunch and dinner hours, right? If you're getting a notification at 8 a.m., you're most likely not going to order, right? So if I know for a fact that Jaya orders only dinners since the last month, it's much more wiser to send me the notification at the right time, which is dinner, and for the right restaurant, and perhaps on the right uh, channel as well. I want to talk about one quick case study. We, of course, work with a lot of apps, but uh, this is one such app which had a big problem with engagement in general, right? Um, if you think about your telecom app, right, uh, your service provider for uh, data, you mostly just come back and use the app to either pay bills or complete recharges, right? Um, we were able to understand emotions of every time somebody launches a redo Kuwait and help them uh, build a whole loyalty system around, uh, or gamify the whole experience around making a purchase. And of course, giving them bonuses uh, in terms of stars and stuff like that, to be able to increase uh, conversion rate by 21%, and a 15% uptick in, uh, in, in just conversion trends across the board. How we did this? is by doing real-time engagement, right? Every time somebody showed up on Ori to Quit, we were able to look at users who are on the website or on the app, doing a set of uh, user actions which are pre-decided, and every time somebody qualified, we were able to redirect them to the right set of motivations and send them the right set of motivations to complete an action. So all in all, just to summarize, it really is how the world looks at it today. Uh, if you think about an organization, maybe your own organization today, uh, you really have analytics teams which use a lot of BI tools, right, or analytics tools to capture a lot of insights and understand data trends overall. Then you have your marketing team which uses a whole set of marketing products which is in a completely different silo, right? And there's, of course, uh, segmentations with CDP tools out there and so on and so forth, which again sits in a completely different silo. What happens is you're not able to understand user behavior or emotions really fast, and you're not able to then connect any motivations that you need to send faster, right? With an integrated approach, it obviously becomes easier. If, so if you're collecting data in the same platform, if you're able to do insights on the same platform, you're able to build your logics, your segments on the same platform. And of course, you want, you're able to send motivations from the same platform. This really helps you not only have all the data in one place, efficiently cooperate between what are the insights that I see in a user behavior, <coughs> what motivations do I want to send, and how much of that is actually effective right? when it comes to really tracking this behavior down to, down to the line. Uh, this is it. 
thank you so much uh, for your time. If you have any questions about any of the apps, I'm happy to take them now. I have a little bit of time left. But uh, yeah, thank you so much. Uh, so, the, the, it's a lot easier when you have a product, like, you know, food or something that where the emotion is very clear. But I work in the business of entertainment or video, right? So, I can be in the mood for a horror movie or a romance, and you can't capture that from behavior because I could literally switch from one title yeah. to the other. So, can you, like, maybe give an example or, like, what could be really the solution? Something like that so you can create yeah. that wow experience. I, you said entertainment, right? Perfect. I mean, um, I think one behavior in general is, is changing in point in time. So, <clears throat> especially in content, you may consume one particular series or there's actually two sets of users, right? There's people who binge watch the whole series right up front, Sunday morning. And there are people who consume in bites and bite-sized pieces over a period of time. I think it's important for you to understand which persona are you targeting, right? Uh, beyond the genre of the content, if it's somebody who binge watches series or a particular type of series, I think I would start there by understanding whether somebody consumes, let's say, 10 hours of content in a week or 10 hours of content over the course of the month and then start to engage them differently. Uh, as far as genre goes, I think people watch, at least we've learned that people watch different genres over a period of time. So I think uh, one good way to start doing this is just do a day part analysis. If you use our platform, I think Pivots is a great place to start where you can look at genres consumed over a period of time. And uh, you might find something obvious like horror movies are watched in the evening, right? As opposed to comedies could be uh, consumed uh, during lunchtime, for example, right? I think it's important for you to understand what kind of uh, user behavior I have, right? Do, am I a binge watcher? Or am I somebody who consumes content in bits and, bits and pieces over a period of time? And then go on to sort of market them based on genre. You should also try to use, uh, we have a nice feature called segmentation by interest. So behavior is great, right? But behavior changes over time. So if seven out of the 10 times I watch horror movies, it's pretty obvious I need to be marketed towards horror, right? But if, for example, of 70% of the all, all the content I've watched is on weekends. You don't want to market to me on weekdays. Things like that. Maybe one last question. Yes, hello. Um, how difficult it is when it's a one-time event happening that you need to capture the emotions and target that person? Like, for example, someone gets married and they need to host a party usually. Which specific party they would use and how can you, if you are, for example, an event organizer, how can you target that specific person at that time when you don't have all the data, but it's only one-time purchase? Yeah. Um, I think uh, you would, uh, if you, I, I don't know much about whether you own a platform that helps you manage events, but uh, typically when somebody is arranging an event, the journey starts pretty early. I would start to target them first on uh, advertising uh, by understanding some key keywords, get them on your platform, and then start to capture some of their requirements. Once you're confident, uh, you know what point in the journey they are in. The, you collect first party data and then you can start to automate a lot of journeys around that. We have a lot of platforms who do this for childcare, where mothers can sign up, let's say, in their first trimester. And we have the whole journey set up for every stage in the whole process, you know, right until uh, delivery and then after that. 
Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find our content on Anagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social media at Step Conference and let's stay in touch.